Welcome to the Bulldog Educator. This is episode six, and we are taking a little reprieve from all of the guests that we have had on our road adventures, both Matthew and I, and we're just going to take a minute, um, or a few minutes rather, and reflect on how things have been and talk a little bit about how we're taking care of ourselves. So Matt, what would you like to add? Wow. No, yeah, I think that's a perfect intro. You know, we always talk about reflection and restoration, how that's important for us who work in education. And, you know, what better way to, you know, positively model that than to actually do it ourselves. So I think it's perfect. Absolutely. And I will say it's an imperfect model. Because mm-hmm. as we as we talk about this, um, I'll, I'll probably divulge some um, practices or some things that I have done that maybe are not the best way to rest and relax or did not rest and relax and probably should have, if you know what I mean. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) this may be a little bit of a confession. (laughs) (laughs) So um, we've been a lot of different places. Matt, you have been um, in Northwest Arkansas. You um, were, didn't you have a stint at Auburn? recently yeah that was early this year in april okay yeah and then um i know that you just got back from savannah and did you you have anything between northwest arkansas savannah you're hard to keep up with (laughs) yeah i know right i sometimes i lose myself um i was in uh up up in ohio for family reunion so that's right that's right yeah summers are for family reunions yes they are my goodness yeah 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 and while you've been doing all of that I have been uh, several different places. I shortly after you were in Northwest Arkansas, I was in Northwest Arkansas for the AASCD Whole Child Conference. And that's where we met our season four guest or not season four, episode four guest. Um, And then I was in Oklahoma City. They had a leadership conference there. Um, And I picked up a quote there that um, I share from PJ Capozzi, where he said that, uh, it's not time management, it's self-management. Um, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I've been doing a lot of reflecting over that. Um, and then I had a week home and then went back on the road to Philly, to ISTE, where we interviewed Carrie Rogers Whitehead. That's um, right. Yeah. And I got to go to the Victor Cafe, which is where mm. they filmed uh, in Rocky. Adrian's Cafe is the same restaurant. And that was really fun. Um, nice yes I mean you see Rocky everywhere when you're in Philadelphia they got the sign of him you know, oh yeah standing at the top of the steps with his hands above his head you know and the victory yeah yeah it's everywhere so but yeah and uh now I'm home I right before I went to Philly I did a um my son turned 18 and he asked me to take, yeah mm-hmm. to take on a kayak trip on the Buffalo River, and I don't know if anyone in our listeners know, but the Buffalo River National Park is 51 years old this year. It turned 50 last year. I know that. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, we're the same age, so. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like an awesome trip, though. Man, it wasn't too hot, was it? It was actually pretty hot. There towards the end, it got slow and hot. Mm. <laughs> you're about ready to go huh <laughs> yes yes uh, i'm telling you what my shoulders are still recovering from the paddling towards the end <laughs> mm. 
Yeah, but then it's going to work out. Yeah. Yeah. So in between all this busyness that we had, how are some times that you've set aside time, Matt, just to take care of yourself? Yeah, great question. And to really recap, um, you know, you mentioned I was at the um, University of Auburn in Montgomery, Alabama in April. I was there yes. for the Southern Studies Conference, uh, their annual conference where it's Southern Studies. And I was mixing two of my passions, education and history. And I was presenting a paper on some education history, uh, particularly around the Supreme Court ruling of the 1954 Brown v. Board of Education decision. Um, but it was my first time in Montgomery. And so, you know, I kind of set aside some time to go sightseeing, you know, go to the Capitol, uh, visit some museums, uh, really soak up some of the fl uh, local flavor with uh, their seafood there. It was amazing. Mm. Um, so it was really nice. It was kind of a mini vacation um, as well as, you know, doing a bit of work. Um, but I found out I'm, I'm really good at that. <laughs> I've become good at that through practice uh, where, you know, even, you know, there's a bit of work, you know, I've kind of found that time to to kind of decompress and do some stuff that brings me joy. Um, so it's just a little sneaky way to, to slide that in there. So. I'm going to have to take some notes from you because I was in <laughs> Philly and mm -hmm. I really would have liked to have taken some time to do some sightseeing, but I didn't. Mm. And um, there's so much to see and do there and didn't take that opportunity. And so, yeah, I, I could, what are some ways that maybe you could share with me and the listeners, how you've learned to carve out some time to take in sites when you're say on a work trip or a trip yeah. that's focused on work and still like, I don't know, enmesh that into your, your travel. Yeah, that's such a great question. You know, I've never thought about it until now. Um, the first thing I do is my research. Um, once I know that I'm going to be in a certain city, I research, you know, what are the attractions? Uh, maybe there's a bit of history because I enjoy history. Uh, what are the good restaurants? Because I'm going to be looking for the good restaurants. Um, you know, some of the other trashes, maybe there's a theater. So I kind of figure out what's in the city that meets my interests and, uh, you know, set aside maybe an afternoon or evening uh, where there's no time for me to, I'm at, I'm at the conference in the city, but I'm not doing work conference, conference work. Um, so I can kind of step away and do, do my own thing. Um, that's been pretty, pretty helpful. I found out. So. travel um like doing some of that about getting to know your community or surrounding community mm -hmm. a little bit better you know and mm -hmm. maybe finding out these little niche places or unusual haunts um that are just right around the corner arkansas has lots of them um yeah yeah and just discovering a little bit about your community um, by getting out there and maybe taking an afternoon hike or um you know, visiting a museum. There's so many little museums, you know, that that you can stumble upon that are all over Arkansas. And and so, yeah, you know, just learning about your own community that you, you teach in, you educate in. Um, I was just thinking about that as you were talking about. You don't have to go to a conference to do what you just talked about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, no, I think you're right. And, and maybe that's unique to, to to us educators, always being curious. But, you know, to what you're saying about always wanting to learn and experience new things. Because, um, you know, you go to the conference, you you, you have the title and your session names and you kind of know what to expect. Um, so I kind of get ahead of finding my own mystery, so to speak. That's really cool. Um, so you did that in Montgomery. 
And then what are some ways that, like as you travel in Northwest Arkansas, maybe some ways that you connect with people? Because we know that connection is a really good way to complete that stress cycle. Like when you mm. travel to different places, a lot of times, like I know when I was in Oklahoma City, I was by myself a lot of the time. Um, mm. And so how did you seek connection with other people while you were in places that maybe you don't know a lot of people? Yeah, that's a good question, too. Um, you know, definitely in Montgomery, I was, uh, you know, rolling solo. Um, but I found myself connecting with people over the, our, our, you know, shared interests. So, again, you know, my, my paper was around some education history and, and, you know, the work of the legislature and Supreme Court. And so other people were either presenting on those things as well or had questions about my work and my paper. And so from there, you know, that conversation started there. And then we talked about education currently and how, you know, past legislation shapes what we see now and also what we see now is going to shape what we see in the future. And so those really turned into really cool conversations in depth um, that, you know, kind of were perfect because we were both interested in it. Um, other connections sometimes you make, again, like I said, I, I love good restaurants, so I might be asking for recommendations and they're like, oh yeah, I know this great spot. And, you know, that turns into something else too. Um, but I'd love to hear more about I know you were wheeling and dealing in Philly, uh, making lots of connections there. Um, you know, what what was that like? And, and uh, Philly's a, you know, a huge city with so much culture and history and just so many distractions, so to speak. <laughs> well, and, and I really like I showed up and I, I hit the ground running as far as work. Yeah. Did. And I mean, I I was working at ISTE, um, representing ASCD at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I went straight from there to different social events that were kind of driven by that. Um, I will tell you that the last night I was there, um, I connected with Crystal that we interviewed. Mm -hmm. I think she was episode three. Is that right? Um, I think so, yeah. And I, I connected with Crystal and um, we went out to dinner and one of her colleagues was there um, as well. And we got to know each other. So I made a new connection. Um, awesome. and we, this is the funny part. We ate at a restaurant that served elevated Southern style food. And I had, what? yes, I had the best meatloaf and mashed potatoes I've ever had in huh. my life. Who would have okay. thought Yes. Right. And then they had a banana cream pie. That, oh, oh, the graham cracker crust, which I don't even know if it was graham cracker crust, but <laughs> it was to die for. Um, <laughs> and I just um, I just really enjoyed that time being able to spend with them. Um, I didn't yeah. do a lot of sightseeing, but for me to be able to spend time with Crystal, which you've been with us in the interview, you know how great we connect and everything and mm-hmm. getting to meet her colleague and, and getting to be friends with her as well. Um, that was really good for me. Um, and that's really one of the things that I, I've i tried to be more intentional about as far as rest and recuperation is mm-hmm. keeping up those connections with people that are really meaningful in my life. And, and also... Um, like feed my energy, but I yeah, feel like yeah. I feed their energy too. We, you know, work off of each other and kind of a goal driven a little bit. Um, I do enjoy people that are not as goal driven as I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but the people that are really goal driven, it makes me, it keeps my energy level 
like well oh, if yeah. they can keep it up i can do it too but yeah just, you know just getting to talk to people that are passionate is just and and being friends with people that are passionate and getting to celebrate their successes that brings me a lot of joy so yeah no you oh my gosh yeah you are preaching to the choir uh yes that made me think of you know especially talking about when you mentioned you know how it feels to to you know, talk with people who are passionate about the same things and have a really good in-depth conversation. It's almost like reigniting your initiative or your drive. Uh, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, recharging and restoration, but I think there's also some reignition in that as well. Um, and it kind of reminds me of, you mentioned uh, I was in Northwest Arkansas uh, in the beginning of June. I was there for the 2023 um, Office of Innovation Education Rally they have every year. And I was there with some some previous colleagues of mine. So, we, you know, we have, you know, three years of relationship working together uh, over the summer training teachers. And it felt really, really good to reconnect with them. And, you know, even though we were there, you know, working, we were presenting at the conference. But, you know, our rehearsals felt like, you know, we were working as a team again. So like you were saying, to, to feed that 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 social aspect of us is also restorative. And like you said, it can also reignite, you know, our passion and drive and motivation when we see someone else, you know, working as hard as they are. It's like, yeah, I can, I can do that too. I can keep up. So, yeah, you, you mentioned that really sparked that that memory for me. So, oh, man. And I remember when you were talking about that presentation and how excited you were to see mm. your colleagues and to be able to present at that conference. Um, and I think, too, when we meet people that have a passion for a common interest, it reminds us of our core why, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, who we are, why we're doing this, and in a lot of ways, why we're called to the work that we do. Like some, I know that sometimes we can get lost in the doldrums, uh, COVID and, oh, yeah. and some of the things that have gone on politically, we can really get lost in some of that and it can wear us down. But when we get to talk to one of with other people that are passionate about educating students and um and then we're also working with educators and sharing those passions you're like oh yeah this is why I do what I do and yeah. um and I I would encourage those of you I tend I'll just be honest um when I used to teach and have my summers off I was one of those that I kind of went into hibernation like mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't have to talk to anyone. I was fine, <laughs> like reading my books, not interacting socially. And until I had kids that were old enough to need socialization on a regular basis, mm -hmm. that's how I did things. <laughs> and I didn't realize how much I cut myself off until I had kids mm -hmm. of my own. And my kids, after the first summer where they voiced their opinions about what they wanted to do, they said, mom, can we have a summer where we have friends over to play? And I was mm. like, oh, mm. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, I guess because I, I didn't even think about it because I just like to go in my yeah. hibernation. But I realized through them how much I needed it, too, because I remember mm. being so mm -hmm. excited to see the teachers that I taught with when I come back from the summer. And I probably talked their heads off because I hadn't talked to anybody all summer other than my husband. And I didn't yeah. talk to him about school stuff. Um but yeah, so I encourage those of you that might be more like me and tend to hibernate, make sure you're being intentional about meeting up with your friends and going out for a lunch or grabbing a coffee mm. and just, you know, talking about anything and everything, but um, keeping those connections and 
making sure you're taking care of that part of your soul, feeding that part of your soul with other people. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a good point, Kirsten. And, you know, it's, you know, for me, I think you demonstrated well that it's not a yes, it's not an and or, it's a yes and where, you know, we definitely need to feed that, that social aspect of ourselves and, you know, get reignited. And then we also need that time to, like you said, kind of step back and hibernate a little bit. Um, and just, you know, that balance is, is that key. Um, Cause you know, you got to do both of them. So. Have to be one extreme or the other, which you know, mm -hmm. my hibernation mm -hmm. was probably one extreme. But I'll just give you an example. I had after all of the things that happened in June, um, I had a big project for my graduate class that was due, and I stayed up really late working on that. And I had six papers that were due within, like, say, 10 days um, oh, wow. that I had to turn out. And so I was a machine <laughs> getting those out and getting that project done. Um, but also making sure that I did it with passion and, and did it with, with, you know, my core beliefs and, and where I'm coming from and made sure that that piece was in there, which sometimes that takes a little bit more effort and energy, mm. but at, on Sunday, July 2nd, at the end of that day, I was done. And I basically, when I went to bed that night, I gave myself permission to not get out of bed until I wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. That's important. Yeah. And I, yeah. I stayed in the bed until noon and I have not done that in years <laughs> on July 3rd. And I will just say that sometimes, you know, your rest comes in spurts. It doesn't mm -hmm. like, you know, some people, they have a structure and a schedule and I do have that and you have that. But sometimes yeah. life calls for you to invest a whole lot of energy that you've got to put in all at one time. But then after that, write yourself a permission slip to stay in bed yeah. till noon. <laughs> yeah, you know, literally, um, gosh, okay, two things. So that might be a cool activity. You know, I, it made me think of the the coupon book. You ever seen one of those? Like it's mm -hmm. like kind of like a gag gift. You might give to your dad on Father's Day or something. And it's like, you know, one free hamburger or one free handshake or hug or something. Um, what if as adults, we just wrote ourselves those um, those passes? Right. You know, like well, little, and little, I'll little be little honest, passes. that is not an original thought. Brene Brown talks oh, no. about writing yourself permission slips. Uh, so I want to okay. give credit yeah. back to where credit is due. Um, True. Yes. True. But okay. she talks about yeah. writing yourself a permission slip to do things yeah. and some people she says she writes it down um, i'm mentally because it was in bed and i wasn't mm -hmm. going to get back up to get a pen and a piece of paper but mentally <laughs> i gave myself a permission slip to do that now i will tell you that next time i will notify my husband that i am not getting up out of bed until i want to uh, yeah because he thought something was wrong with me <laughs> oh no <laughs> you worried huh <laughs> yeah because that's so out of character for me mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, like you were saying, rest does, you know, uh, come in spurts and it, it made me think of, uh, rest is resistance, which, you know, I spent, I read earlier this summer and, uh, you know, we can carve out time for rest. We should. And at the same time, give ourselves the flexibility to rest when we need to. Um, like you said, you know, it doesn't have to be this rigid, um, you know, schedule that we keep. We want to have a routine at the same time. We want to have some flexibility to make sure that we are, you know, allowing that routine to serve us. Um, which I've also found is really helpful in the midst of all the conferences and work and balancing all the things. So, well, we've talked a lot about what we've done. Mm -hmm. I would like to know, Matthew, what you're looking forward to next. Mm, yes, 
Uh, so you mentioned I was in Savannah, Georgia. I was yes. there visiting some family. Um, and also spent some time at the Savannah College of Art and Design, which is a wonderful space. Yeah, it's very cool, very cool. Uh, the Museum of Art was amazing. And I uh, reached out to uh, one of their staff members, and she'll be joining us on the show this coming up episode next week. Um, but while there, uh, definitely took some time to kind of reflect, and being, a, being away from home really helps me uh, kind of put things in perspective and think about what do I want to do when I get back home? Um, so one thing I want to definitely do is get back into to creating art as one of my practices of, you know, rest. Um, and uh, looking forward to um, more podcasts and a bit of some research uh, that I'm doing in preparation for uh, Me University of Memphis's um, Association of African-American History graduate program. They have a conference every uh, February. And so I'm preparing uh, to do some research around that. Um, probably gonna be around digital pedagogy and kind of looking more into that and how it was used. Um, but it's it's taking shape right now. So just interested and excited about diving into those books and that history. What about you? Well, um, one of the things that I wanted to share before I share what I'm looking forward to as a as the thing that I'm doing is rest, is that um my job requires me to be on um, a computer almost all day. Um, yeah. And so before I get started on my graduate work at night, whether it be reading or I have stuff to do on my um, computer at night, um, I will watch an episode of, uh, you know, a streaming channel that that I've like not watched because I've been trying to catch up. But I've given myself that practice because most of the episodes are less than an hour. And so mm -hmm. I can give myself an hour to kind of zone out and watch, yeah. a watch a show. And then usually what I do is like four thirty, five o'clock, I watch the show and then fix dinner. And then I get started on my graduate work. Um, so right now my rest and relaxation that I'm doing is um, with the, the show. And I'm, I can't believe I've forgotten it right now. Um, oh, Ted Lasso. I absolutely <laughs> love Ted Lasso and I watched the first, first two seasons mm -hmm. and now I'm watching the last season and I'm kind of like actually doing it every other day because I know <laughs> it's the last season and I don't want oh, it to yeah, end, yeah. <laughs> but I'm telling you what, I absolutely love that show. It's so well-written um, and it just, it has all these nuggets of truth, you know, yeah. about life throughout and so I enjoy watching it and I enjoy like the, the different dimensions of the characters and um, just how they bring different characters to light in different episodes. Um, so it just, it's something that I enjoy. So, and, yeah. uh, and it brings me joy. I know it's just a show, but it brings me joy. Um, so that's what I'm doing right now. And when that ends, I'll probably find something else that I watch. But what I'm looking forward to, other than watching a Ted Lasso episode, um, <laughs> what I'm looking forward to is um, he, tomorrow, like we're recording this, but um, tomorrow I'm going to have a late lunch with my friend Aida Kettle. You remember her? She was um, one of my special, when we did the, I did the special season that you yeah. were, she was one of my episodes from that special season that I interviewed. We are also in the same um PhD program at Central at University of Central Arkansas. 
And she has been traveling all over the world and I have mm. not got to see her face in a long time. So we made mm. an intentional time to meet for a late lunch and I'm really awesome. looking forward to seeing her. So that's like tomorrow, but then my husband has business in Texas and with my job, I can do, I can work remotely. So I'm going to travel with him and work from the hotel during the day. And then at night we have different um, events, you know, where he's going to be entertaining different clients and I'm going to go with them. And um, maybe I'll institute some of the practice that you talked about, find out a little bit more and do a little, do a little sightseeing when he's in some of his day meetings. So, yeah, that'd be awesome. It's like a fun trip. So that's kind of what I'm looking forward to other than more episodes on the Bulldog Educator. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Of course. course. So um, do we have anything else we want to talk about or does you think that we're in a good spot of what we've shared with our listeners? I think we're almost done. I think maybe, remember you mentioned something around beta mode this episode. You had a brilliant idea actually. So yes, I wanted to talk a little bit about living in beta mode. Um, There is a great um, educator out there. He has been a classroom teacher. He's been an administrator. He is now um, over a a college um, as well. And he's actually super popular in Arkansas, um, but he has a reach beyond Arkansas. And that, that is Tyler Tarver. He actually received his um, EDD this spring. So congratulations, Dr. Tyler Tarver. But I wanted to share with listeners that you can find him on Twitter. You can find him on Facebook. You can find him on Instagram. And he has a TikTok channel as well. And his information that he shares is a lot of times very informational, but sometimes it can be hilarious too. (laughs) And so... Oftentimes his little bits that he does that you can catch on TikTok. And if you don't have TikTok, you can, he also shares them on Twitter and they are funny. A lot of them are funny and he's really quick. And then if you're looking for content, he has the tarveracademy.com that you can go online and he has all kinds of free stuff dealing with Google suites. He's a Google certified trainer. Um, Yeah. And he shares all these great shortcuts and templates and things that teachers can use in the classroom. Um, He really has a heart for teachers and he's also a personal friend of mine. And over the years, I actually ran into him. I have the selfie to prove it at ISTE. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We just literally ran into each other. Um, But he's a fabulous guy. He has a great heart. He wants teachers to have the the skills and the tools they need in order to impact students in the classroom. Um, And, you know, at the very core of what he does is about relationships. And so I just wanted to share that as my living in beta mode moment, because honestly, he's a tip or a trick that you need to have in your life. And he, if for nothing else, watch his TikToks because they will bring you joy. (laughs) Yeah. You know, before the show, you were telling about this guy and I was like, I had never heard of him. And, you know, as you were telling the audience, I went and just followed him on Instagram. And after the show, I'm going to spend some time watching a couple of reels. I'll just say that. Oh, yeah. y'all that are not from Arkansas hoot means funny (laughs) so (laughs) (laughs) 
sometimes I forget I use colloquialisms when I'm talking. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, listeners, for listening to this episode of Living in Beta Mode. Matthew and I are so thrilled that you're with us and you've listened. Stay tuned for our next episode where, Matthew, you will be interviewing from the Savannah School of Art. Oh, yeah. Savannah uh, College of Art and Design Museum of Art. Uh, just talking about, you know, how art kind of influences uh, our brains and how we process education and how it can help us rest. So I love it. I love it. I love the practice of visiting museums. It's something I've instilled yes. in my kids and they love mm -hmm. to go to an art museum. So this is going to be yeah. an opposite episode. Make sure you tune in next week on Thursday. Thanks so much, listeners. See y'all.